Hey everybody, I'm Eric Tornberg, co-founder and partner of Village Global, a network-driven venture firm. And this is an episode of Venture Stories, where we deep dive on topics relating to tech and business with some of the world's leading experts. This episode is about consumer social. It's with Greg Eisenberg, founder of Islands, Donnie Dinch, founder of Riff, and Michael Galbert, founder of Bot.me. We talk about how to build a company in consumer social today, where the investment opportunities lie, how to think about Facebook and competition from incumbents, and how to think about platform shifts, and much more. All right, here's Greg, Donnie, Michael. The overarching question we are going to explore today is consumer social. What are the opportunities to build a company in the consumer social space today? Uh, are there opportunities? What do they look like? And why are you guys building companies in that space? So I'd like you guys to introduce yourselves. What do you guys do? What are you building? And why are you building it in, uh, in an era today where Facebook can copy you, can buy you, uh, and uh, it's hard to build a company in space? Donnie, why don't you go first? Cool. Um, so working on a product called Riff, and uh, it's a kind of a hybrid of a messenger and a group story app to basically have rich conversations that are, end up being a little bit more topic-based. So, you know, throughout time, we've kind of grown up and a lot of the people that influence us and we spend a lot of time with have been, you know, historically the kids that we grew up next to in our neighborhoods. And so for younger people, that's a little bit of a different situation with like the internet being what it is today. And so trying to build some software that's a little bit more empathetic to the relationships that they're building online at those early stages. Michael? I've been working on a number of different apps over the past year or so. The most recent one is called Drops, and we're making it easy to share cool things you come across. And it's not out yet, it's still just in development. My name is Greg Eisenberg. I run a company called Islands. Islands is a social network for college. And the difference is it's all through messaging group message, group messages. Um, we believe that group chats are the, new, are the new social network, and we just make it easy for people to find each other, talk about things they love. I know I said not to slam the table, but I want to make a point here. I invest in all three of you guys, and I don't have uh, some grand overarching vision in the future of consumer social. What I just thought is you guys are smart and one of you gonna gonna figure it out. So what did you guys see, you know, in an era where people are saying, hey, consumer social's dead, uh, there aren't any more opportunities. What sort of narrow insight did you guys have that um... when we raised money in 2016, I went to some of the smartest people I knew, and they said, so you know, billionaires, well-known investors. And they said, why are you doing a consumer social company? Like, right. like it's done. It's over. Like, congratulations. It was three, you know, it's too late. Yeah. Um, and I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe it because I think people, the way people communicate changes over time. Products, services influence them. And as long as people change, people have been changing since the beginning of mankind, from bonfires to our products, there's an opportunity to create extremely interesting new ways. That's why we decided to take a swing. And- like, how about you, man? You've been around the block for a minute. You could have built anything, you built different types of products. Um, so a, a thing that Greg didn't say, but has kind of like inspired me in the past has been this line where like, if the world is using Facebook products to communicate, only Facebook products communicate, it's really sad. Like he said it probably Say more succinctly and better, like tweet worthy. But like the essence was that, you know, you shouldn't stop just because 
there's one way to do something. And I think that for me, what inspires me to sort of try to make it easier for people to connect is at the end of the day, like I felt like people weren't connecting with each other. There was this sort of promotional aspect to social networking. There was this sort of um, look at me kind of stuff. There wasn't there was a lot of just like rage. Twitter. Basically. Yeah. So personally right now what's driving me is I currently hate algorithmic feeds. Um, I think that the fact that um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is basically saying, hey, this is what you should see right now. And it's like, no, actually I don't want to see this thing. But they know that statistically I'm going to, you know, click it, downvote it, whatever right. they want me to like. Uh, react to it. Um, so right now with our current product thinking is we're giving control back to the user to decide, hey, I'm in this type of mood right now, so I want to see this type of content. And you taking control of your feed. Taking, I guess the tagline would be something like, you know, take control of your feed. Right. Uh, or take back. Because I think that every time I see like everyday users complaining on Instagram, is like, what happened to chronological order like and it's like oh yeah they don't care because they you know you won't come uh, back as often right if you saw everything for that day so they have to kind of like switch it up and show you things that were like from five days ago that's not relevant anymore um so so yeah so that's a the drive is being able to create an environment for people to communicate and share like on their terms so you want snap to it um so i'm long snap um for their even though what's happening children, right now, what's happening right now, or just was that the last six months? Or? In terms of what you were referring to, is that like Instagram yeah. ate their lunch? Yeah, uh, yeah, Instagram definitely destroyed their global reach of their product. They basically took their product and spread it everywhere before they could. Yeah, I think that the essence is, is that they are have been always forward thinking and trying to push like a ball forward on this stuff, whether they can survive, whether any of us can survive in a Facebook world where it isn't like they don't have the resources to to copy you. Right. It used to be like needed like, uh, you know, 50 million users for them to care. Then it was like 10 million users. And then now it's like even like one, like when house party launched, Ben Rubin wrote this medium post. I think that was like house parties. You're like your online, like living room or and David Marcus, and then like announcing Messenger, use that same exact line. <laughs> like they're it's shameless. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh no, they're like, no, no, that's not like special. Yeah. Like it's like, no, you're taking someone's tagline and just adopting it for your own because yeah. it works, right? Yeah. Or they actually don't know. They don't know why House Party took off, so they're like, oh, maybe it's this tagline yeah. that he was using. You know, now Facebook's copying them with Bonfire, right, and trying to do it, and they're not going to win. Uh, because of that, like it's a completely different uh, like DNA. So going back to Snap is like I'm long Snap's DNA. Whether like you can survive, you know, time will tell. Like or they're stuck at like their 150 million users or something. Like that. But I don't know. I think they're still like the strongest network amongst anyone under 22. Right. Right. Um, ben Rubin, David vs. Goliath, multiple multiple times, time and time again. Copycat culture. Let's talk, let's talk about that for a second. I mean. People have been, you know, copying products, you know, Microsoft to Apple and Apple to Xerox, like it's since, since day one, what's different now or what's, what's not, what's okay. What's not okay. How do you, how do you guys think about it? So I'll start it off. I don't, so my, my background in a previous life, I did consumer package design for consumer packaged goods. I did all, all different types of things like Starbucks, Nintendo, Microsoft, all type of stuff. And what's really interesting is that 
studying packaging, you know, we're seeing a very similar thing happen in software that happened in packaging when like consumer goods were first made. Like the first guy that made toothpaste was not Colgate. The first soup canned was not like Campbell's. But then you have these ideas, you have these kind of, you know, these, these right. inventors that come up with these things. And then you have other people that are just much better marketing and much better like, like operating teams. And they can take an idea and they can really make it like a global movement. Um, so I think with software, we're seeing a little bit more of the same commoditization. It's kind of easy to build some new ideas, to like kick the tires and see, you know, catch a spark of a fire with something. Um, like Meerkat's a great example, I would say. And then it's also equally easy for someone just to kill you with that. So I think that the, I guess the closing speed of a large tech company right now is considerably faster than it was two to three years ago. So if you're Ben Rubin with House Party, what do you do? Sell to Facebook? Do you... Give it another try and sell to Facebook. Better terms. I mean, I mean, I, I think that it, it, I mean. it really. I think it really depends what type of you know what type of markers that you're seeing in the data and the way that people are using your product. Like obviously, talking to people that are using your product is the best way to kind of move forward. But I mean, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a little bit of game of cat and mouse. Like they just have to. I mean, you have to be more agile. You have to outmaneuver. Like you have to be able to make quicker, tighter turns uh, in a direction that like you know a bigger corporation can't keep up with. So while the closing speed is you know, smaller and shorter than it used to be, it's certainly still there. And there's still a small window to kind of out execute on different ideation. But I don't think that if you if you get to, if you build something, and I think stories is a great example, if you build a product that works really well, you can't rest on your laurels. I feel like right. Snap probably sat on the lack of innovation in stories for too yeah. long. And then at the same time, you see like Instagram just came and completely lapped them. Yeah. And so uh, like I think you, you have to just kind of, you know, build products with like one, one eye over your shoulder. I don't know if that's the saying, but yeah. you have to always kind of, I mean, expect that someone's coming after you if they see any sort of glimpse of success. One of the things that we do at Island, when we're sitting down and prioritizing our product roadmap, we kind of say, what are the 10 things at Facebook? So how do you be really, really aggressive in terms of like, there's just certain things that Facebook do. Like, like things that might like break their privacy model like exactly. entirely. Yeah. Like what's one example? I mean, for example... I mean, great example would be TBH and creating an anonymous polling app for high school. Facebook is all about it. Anonymous is the last thing. They so I think what Nikita and the TBH team did really well is they said, okay, like, here are some openings, anonymous, through polling, high school, let's hit that. And I think uh, if, you know, people listening to this, anyone who's creating social so- software, if there's something that they can take out of this is be really aggressive with the products that you're shipping and ship them fast. And even if you get to the point where Facebook is like, ooh, this stories thing is really cool. I'm going to copy it. It's okay because if you continue to believe in the space that you're after and you continue to aggressively, as long as you're in the game, you're playing cat and mouse. So there's some chance. And as long as you have cash in the bank, (laughs) because that's your chance. That's the oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I treat, I totally agree with that. Greg, I think that you can't, and, and with Dice, if you can't be comfortable, like I'm always, I'm a big believer of like the, you know, the evolutionary sort of theory of like the red queen theory is like, you know, you stay in place and you're actually moving backwards. Like you have to constantly, the way I visualize it is like you're walking up a downward escalator. And the idea is that in order to just stay on that same rung, you have to keep moving. So you just have to keep going faster. And yeah, I think small teams can iterate and move maneuver faster. And I think they can make those decisions. They're not bogged down in meetings and they can make choices that might hurt their brand. Right. But then yes, it might be R and D for a bigger company. But I think that as long as you, you, you know, don't stop. 
So that's I think he did a 16th thing. try. Is that, is that what it was? It's up there. Yeah, yeah. something like that. You guys have built in, you know, been, both been building multiple iterations of your company. Like, how do you sort of think about when to keep going, when to start over? Like, what are the key metrics that you're so with? I can talk about that. Yeah, we, we've had two, three versions of an app that we're working on this year in the App Store. And we were testing in different markets and different groups. And right now, it's real easy to test in the App Store by different channels. It might cost a little bit, but you can get feedback real quickly if your product is resonating with people or it's not. And I think that a lot of times people spend too much time on a product that the market doesn't want. Like there is, it's not solving a problem for anyone. It's not newer novel. Like the way I like to think about social products is you're basically creating a new party. Think of it as like, and your friends are already at another party. Okay. And you have to, you text them and you say, Hey, come over here. Like I'm, I'm having fun at this party. You should come. You send them an invite and they're like, no, no, I'm already having fun here. Why would I leave? So you have to send them a a photo or like tell them like, no, 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 this party is so awesome. That's why you need to come. And that's what like building a new app is in today's world. It's not like people are checking the app store every day and be like, oh, what should I download? Like it was, (laughs) you know, 10 years ago because it was like fresh and new and you're, and there weren't that many apps out there. Now they already got a ton of stuff on their phone. Right. And they got other things to do when designing new experiences you, you can learn pretty quickly if someone, if the, something's resonating or not. I look at retention to see if retention's strong and as well as like word of mouth of people are spreading it. Right now, the problem that I think in the past didn't exist or that it was easy to leverage other networks. Right now, that's not possible. Like when Instagram grew, like right. you were able to post it to every single social network. Now you can't post things to Instagram programmatically. You can't post things to Facebook. Yeah, Twitter you can, but then they shut you down if Meerkat. you get too big, like yep. with Meerkat. So right now it's real hard to grow. But if you build something that that people enjoy, they'll find a way to spread it. We're talking about identity. We're talking about things that Facebook can't do. We're talking about identity, DBH, anonymous apps, pseudonymous apps, secret yik yak. Both blew up and crashed harder. Is someone gonna? Do something interesting in the space. I mean, Greg, are you working on this? Yeah, I mean, my view is anonymous has a bad rap. Yep. Period. The if you think about it, Twitter is pseudonymous, could be used anonymous, and that's a fifteen or twenty billion. I think the reason why the reputation of anonymous apps have been tainted is because of all the high flyers. The beauty about anonymous apps is that you can get to scale really quickly. Yep. But then you kind of like it crashed. So. I'm I'm of the belief that if you can create interesting anonymous experience with that the the idea that like you cannot be 100% anonymous, there's a lot of options. And I think like you know, for example, on islands, we're messaging app for college students. Sometimes you want to communicate anonymously, and we see that. Yep. You know, I think there you're going to see over the next 12 to 18 months one or two extremely popular anonymous apps pop up and stay. Um, And even so, you know, going back to what Michael was saying you know, to play a bit contrary. And I think the only, I mean, the only network which has been sort of easier to build upon has been Snapchat linking, you know, putting a story, linking to a download and Saraha being on this app for that scale via Snapchat. And people to this day, college kids, I spent a good deal of 2017 living on college campuses. And to this day, a lot of these kids are still using Saraha. Um, So... I'm excited about what 2018, 2019 on this apps. And I think uh, for anyone who's listening, uh, there's a- what do uh, 
you know, some people say that there's no, that Facebook is just going to, you know, own everything until the next platform shift, whether that's ARVR or whether it's you know, blockchain. How do you guys think about that in the context of your business or just the broader consumer social? Uh, I don't worry about it at all. I think that the element is if they notice you, that means you're doing something right. right. Yeah. So like, just focus on that. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. focus on what, you know, brings delight or like helps people connect. I think that's what social products are giving people an excuse to connect. I yep. think that a lot of times there's people are, um, it feels like a little bit more vulnerable these days and are not as likely to say something or, yeah. So if you like lower the barrier or remove the friction yeah. from connecting, then it's easier. So like with the anonymous or pseudonymous, yep. anonymous, that's what it does. It yep. like lowers the barrier to connect of like, or say something. Yep. Sometimes it's negative um, because people feel like, Oh, I can say whatever I want, but there are ways right. to, to, uh, to mitigate that. And I think yeah. Greg's doing that with islands is like showing who's in the chat, but, but saying something that you might not feel comfortable saying publicly. So people will create fake accounts. Yep. So like, you know, Instagram is a pseudonymous network. People who know, I mean, the, they do a really poor job of doing that uh, because you still connect your Facebook identity and your phone number. And they're like, they spam all your friends when you create a new yeah. account. You're like, hey, right. your new friend, Schmitty, Schmoo, like, create an account. And you're like, who the hell is that? And it's like, oh, dude, you just outed me. I wanted to create, like, a yeah. fake account. Yeah. Uh, but, like, kids have, like, five Instagram accounts uh-huh. for, like, because, like, high school kids are trying on different identities. Right. Like, they don't know who they are yet. Yeah. But Facebook doesn't have that, like, DNA. So they're just like, oh, no, no, you have one identity and this, every, all your friends are your friends. Yeah. All the time. And it's like, no, I have friends that talk about sports and I have friends yeah. that talk about, you know, not going to say, I don't talk about cryptocurrencies with any right. of my friends. Yeah. So I think like, they have yeah. different, different identities that, that are there. So there's definitely a place for pseudonymity. Like, and the same thing with Twitter, you know, I think that a lot of people's identities are associated right. with it, but really it's about the ideas that they're sharing right. on Twitter. So whether it's like someone, you know, or you don't know, it, it, it doesn't make a difference. To add to that, I would say that um, Facebook, uh, when working on, I guess, using Facebook, the whole premise, the whole platform was built with, with Mark had already been like, what was it like 18 or 19 or something right. like that? Like he'd already had these like sociological development years yeah. where he figured out like how relationships work amongst real people. And I think the real opportunity um, outside of just being like waiting until the next platform shift is like, it's like a generational shift because yeah. now there's a ton and ton of young people that have grown up like developing their in real life personalities at the same time as like who they want to be online. And that's why they have five different Instagrams. And so there isn't really like, like there's kids that like, when, like when, I, when we grew up, if someone knocked at the door, we knew that, you know, it was socially acceptable to open the door where right. if the phone rang in your house, you're like, yeah, pick up the phone. But now like kids are getting like blown up on text and they don't know, like, am I, is it okay if I don't respond to this person? Is yeah. that like a, like what, what, do, what do people do in this normal situation? And so I think, Outside of just a platform shift, there's opportunity to build tools that are more empathetic towards the plight of a young person who hasn't had an opportunity to experience life pre-social internet. Like right. that's, a, that's a huge shift. And so uh, I think for that, there's a lot of opportunity that doesn't require a, a new device. <laughs> Cryptocurrency, natural transition. Some people think that you know, blockchain will disrupt network effects of Facebook and LinkedIn by incentivizing people to contribute uh, with economic incentives. Islands, do you, do you think about that in any capacity or is it just... No, that's a distraction. I think when you look at something like cryptocurrency blowing up and you're like, you know, for us, okay, islands, we're social network for college. And it's like, okay, 
cryptocurrency, this is blowing up, blockchain, it's going to be a thing. How do we bring this into what we're doing? Yep. I think ultimately you end up losing the battle. Mm -hmm. You know, I think instead of us trying to integrate something like that, I think if it comes natural and we're right. like, okay, like there is this plot, you know, there's, there is this blockchain thing. We know it's going to be a thing, but like, is it natural? And when is it natural? I think that's a big question. Like, yeah, like truth is like, yeah, we can integrate credit currency for like, to whatever it is, yeah. and, you know, raise a hundred million dollars in an ICO and yeah, like and next week, next week. And, and that'd be really cool. But, um, we think we're on like a path and when you're a small team, right. um, you know, doing research, um, building the product roadmap, allocating engineering resource, fundraising for that ICO, all those things take up time. So, um, you know, to answer your question with us, we don't see it fitting in at this stage. Um, that being said, I think there's going to be a ton of social software companies on top of the blockchain. Right. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that the right now it feels like uh, if it's not your focus, like don't tag along. Like you're just, it feels like you'll right. just get burnt. Yeah. I mean, there there there's this, you know, there are two big, I guess, social ones. Like ones, Steam it, right? Yeah. That one, Reddit. Uh, that's like a Reddit incentivized. Like if you post, and if there's stuff, if your stuff that you post gets posted to the homepage, you get paid. Um, I don't know how well they're doing, you know, the market cap is like yeah. 200 million bucks or something like that, but that's yeah. like, you know, yeah. funny money, I guess yeah. it might be like two bucks tomorrow. Um, and then the other one that like put out like the most beautiful, like video ever called status, huh. right? Like raised like some crazy amount of money where it's like, but they don't have a product. So it's like, I would rather focus on like building the product, focus on the user experience and getting people to use your product and come yeah. back to use your product. And like Greg said, if the blockchain could help, cool. But if it like right now, it seems like it can't. Like there are right. products that are doing it. Like Kick has their foundation right. doing Kin, and like they want to integrate stuff. But like it feels like very R and D and forced. And like Kick kind of needed to like yeah, anyway. you know, <laughs> I don't to save themselves right. from from being just like a, no. I I would I would totally agree. I don't think that blockchain inherently is going to change any social interactions that you're building from a social platform. I think that it is a tactic to improve other experiences potentially. So if you get down the line of you have an established platform and, you know, say you eventually get influencers or there's some popular yeah. personalities on it, I think the monetization structure for that is still very naive. And I think you now is trying something with her props coin, which I think is, we invested in. yeah, which is pretty interesting. And I, I kind of like where they're going. Um, they're taking a a very, very consumer-friendly approach to explaining it in the app and allowing their influencers to really understand. But that said, that's like, I think it's something you can tack on to maybe an established market or right. maybe you could you could consider it as like, oh, we see, we see our platform going in a place where it needs, you know, some sort of like distributed, like, like vested interest from yeah. like other parties. But for the most part, uh, I don't think that there's really too much value in just bringing it just plugging it in like to a right. social product. We did forget to mention 21 now earn.com to sort of, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. LinkedIn in mail, um, which is interesting. They didn't do ICO, but they did a token. Um, but let's play this thought experiment. You were pretty early at Twitter, right? Uh, early Twitter user, right? Yep. You got Donnie. Yep. If they Twitter had a coin, you could, you know, you could have made some money off that. It, would that have incentivized your behavior differently? Or Well, certainly it would have incentivized my behavior and it probably would have like dramatically shifted the type of content that I contributed. Right. And so that's, I think you have to be, you have to be very, very careful with like, what are you incentivizing people to do and why? Because yep. I mean, if you're trying to build 
and I don't think we, I don't think we got to talk about this, but like one thing that was really important uh, for us working on Riff is that we want to have a place where people can actually be happy and enjoy what they're like using, as opposed to I think that isn't the norm on a lot of other social yeah. products, unfortunately. Totally jealous and miserable. Yeah, it's it's just a it's just a it's a shit show. And so uh, for that, the type of content that you would expect people to have in a place that makes them happy is probably not things that they should be considering monetizing. Like, right. I shouldn't be thinking, oh, can I make money off of this? Right. Um, even though like in the world, we all have this like, you know, this kind of like underlying, you know, social capital that we are all like, balance and stuff. I don't think that a social product really needs to draw that out. So with like earn or um, I don't know which other ones there aren't there, but um, they, you're, you're giving content in like it, with the intent of receiving some sort of like you right. know, reparation. For that's, it. So, yeah, that's more transaction. That's more like LinkedIn. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and even for those, like I, I would say that like if we're just being honest, a lot of them like you could just do that with money. Right. I mean, I don't know that the blockchain is really requisite. I think, you know, mobile commerce, we've, we've solved a lot of those things. Sure, there's issues with, like, transaction fees and things. But that inherently, blockchain doesn't open up anything new that you couldn't right. really offer. We'll revisit that statement in the next few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're correct. Yeah, yeah. Don't quote me. 2017, um, <clears throat> we saw Musical.ly sell for a billion dollars. Some people are excited about that. Some people think, oh. Could have been a lot bigger when Instagram sold for billion dollars. We were like, "Oh my god!" So the the bar has been risen. Um, what have we seen? We've seen Hooked. We've seen uh, HQ take off. Yarn, yarn. Um, let's look at HQ. What is sort of intriguing about HQ to you guys? Or what does it mean for you? So I I don't think HQ is a social network, but it's inherently social, and and that's an interest like an interesting thing where you have people coming together at the same time every day that we kind of lost in this always on network right. in this always on world where you can binge a Netflix show, you know, whenever you want, there was never like, Hey, we're going to all watch this TV show at the same time at seven o'clock right. on Thursday night Live. and then talk about it the next day mm-hmm. at school, at work or whatever. Now it's like people are watching things at all different times. And this is kind of the, First thing that's like, hey, let's all do this something at the same time right now, which is kind of neat. For 15 minutes every day or twice a day, you can play. Some people at work seem to be playing with each other like at the same time, you know, and, and answering questions and trying to like kind of like pool their their hive mind. Yeah. While one person's Googling the answers. Yeah. So it's neat. It's and this goes back to the copycat culture, right? Yeah. That we talk about that there's one called the Q now, right? Which is super lame, but that's what happens. It's like it becomes, it's reached the point where now it'll be commonplace. Like if your app isn't, doesn't have some sort of hybrid video, if you're doing streaming, doesn't have interactions, it would feel, you'll feel dead, right? It'll, it doesn't have like a, a sort of a schedule on it. Yep. Like, hey, come check this out, open this app at this time. We tried to do that Wrapped FM like five years ago. Yeah. Rap battles, you know, Monday, 730. Totally. Bring it back, dude. Yeah. Line up. Yeah. 2018. That's Mobile what we did with the time. Will Call events. I mean, you had yeah. to you had to be there when the band went on. So, yeah. I mean, which is really, like, I think that, like, HQ, it, it's it's a nice chance to be very present. I think everything that we do is so asynchronous right now. And you can kind of, like, get, like, let me get caught up on everything. But, like, HQ, like, nothing else matters for that 15 minutes. And, you know, I think they certainly didn't intend this to be the case, but... Because it's on your phone and you can't do anything because you're completely locked down into this app, it's actually kind of it's almost therapeutic to some degree. Like, I mean, I I I, I don't know how they sustain. It's certainly not a social network. I don't know how they like ward off copycats. You look at like you know a, a sort of analog reference in television. 
the production cost of, you know, doing a copycat of who wants to be a millionaire is, is obscene. And like to get a time slot is obscene. And so, you know, the barriers are considerably higher than, and now they're, I mean, the queue, I'm sure there's 15 other ones. Oh, I saw another one that came out today, uh, like sports, the goat or something. Do you guys see that? It's like a, or yeah, it's very similar. So I think that uh, what it really comes down to back to is like going back to like hard goods, like branding and like uh, the, what kind of experience are you trying to give people? I think I, I look a little bit at like Twitch streamers now too. Like the ones that are really, really on top have these like personalities and these characters that, you know, there's a million people that are great at a video game on Twitch, but you want to watch these like interesting, entertaining ones. And so I think the way moving forward, like HQ can maintain its lead that it has is to continually be like the best like experience. Yeah. And, and that doesn't, and it, unfortunately that doesn't mean just voting any longer because that was immediately commoditized right. when they released it and everyone saw it. Ben Thompson called, uh, he was referring to snap strategy, uh, the gingerbread strategy. You just got to keep, keep running, keep changing, keep innovating. So all of us are good friends with, uh, with Josh Elman, a consumer <laughs> social investor, Greylock. Um, and all of us talk to him about this type of stuff. If you were him, besides what you're building, where would you be advising him to look for opportunity 2018? I'll say one flavor or another, all of us in this room are working on groups. And I think where Josh Elman should be, it's really, I mean, the question is really not just Josh Elman. It's like, what are the opportunities in social point? Yeah, of course. And I think, you know, groups, experiences are very exciting because all the networks that we've seen today have been, you know, you look at like Facebook Messenger, let's say it starts with one-on-one and then they added groups. Or WhatsApp starts on one and they add a group. So it started from a one-on-one mentality. So what if you started with a group mentality? How does that shift? I'd be looking at that. I mean, cliche, but I think a lot, you know, blockchain, there's a lot of opportunity with social products there. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't see in 2018 there being a, you know, new Twitter that's built on the blockchain that's going right. to hit hundreds of millions of people. But I think, you know, over the next few years, you're going to see people iterating on social products with built into the blockchain and there's going to be some big winners. Yep. I would say that uh, social, I mean, social products that mirror in real life interactions as close as possible. Um, very rarely am I ever having a conversation with more than five people. Like right. that just, or, you know, or whatever, like if you, if you look at the analog, like you go to like, for us, we go to like a, a, a an event or something and there's a, you know, a hundred people there you walk in and it's, 25 groups of four or five people. Like it's not a hundred person conversation. So uh, I, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of opportunity with groups. Again, like the people that are, you know, 21, 22 are probably some of the last people that will remember what it's like not having like a social presence online. And so trying to like find people that can really dig deep and empathize with, you know, what, the spirit of how they interacted with people when they were young and building software for young people, I think is a big opportunity. Funny you should say that today's the day that aim is shut down. Wow. Yeah. Pulling uh, out. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. And and that's how, you know, I grew up on, on the internet is AOL chat rooms and AIM uh, away messages, which is basically like kind of Twitter. To extent. Yeah. It, it, I don't know if this is completely relevant, but when in, in the same, like I was on chat rooms or I was on forums and oddly enough, they were completely anonymous and there were some of the most inclusive communities that I've been a part of online. Wow. Like, like I, and I think it was like the shared passion, whether I was on like in high school, like the Jeep forums or whatever, or like music forums. Because I think, I, think I think it was less of because there wasn't this this idea that like everyone was watching. It felt like you were having like an intimate conversation, right, with people. Like, yep. Yeah, there were people that were like spamming the, you know, there's some chat rooms that basically look like Twitch 
yeah. channels. Yeah. Right? They're just like walls of text <laughs> right. or like HQ yeah. comments. Like you're yeah. like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Right. Which is kind of the theme I think right now with social products is that there's so much pressure, especially for young people to post, to think about posting, to get a certain amount of likes, to have a ratio, follower, followee. Right. And I think that's the shift that you're going to see. I think you're going to shift this. You're going to see the pendulum shift back to the OG area, right. you know, era of internet and i for one i'm pretty excited about people learning about their passions or finding content they love or expressing themselves in a way which you know without anxiety and you, you've talked about the rise of the private chat as opposed to public chat do you see that shifting in in either direction too is that well yeah i mean i think you know i've talked about that in the sense i think the smaller i think the smaller communities are going to be are sometimes the most impactful and it does you know a community a community could be 10 people, could be eight people, could be five people, could be 12 people. Yep. And how do we, you know, going back to sort of the, the original piece, uh, which Michael, you said, uh, you know, I talked a bit about like, do we want to live in a world where Facebook dot, 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 you know, I think the, the quote that I said was, I don't know if I want to live in a world where Facebook groups is the end all and be all of group communication. Right. Told you it was better. <laughs> right. And tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Greg speaks in, in 280 character tweets. No one mentioned AR VR. Yeah. Not that excited about it. Oh, totally. I mean, this week Snapchat launched their Lens Studio, right. um, and it's kind of awesome. Yeah. And I think that you could build a pretty big company on top of that, potentially. It, it's still... The interesting thing about Snapchat or Snap is that they never... They didn't build an ecosystem. Facebook built an ecosystem where an ecosystem in the sense that other people made money off of the product. Twitter had one. Twitter people made money off of Twitter. People made money off of uh, Instagram. Yeah. Right. Still do like Instagram. Right. Snapchat. There's nothing. Right. Uh, So now they have this new direction for 2018, which is splitting up social and media, and then that media might be maybe you can create a new media company from that. I actually think that if they play it well, they can create an ecosystem on AR. But they now have this approval process that is unknown, so maybe it's like an app store thing where they can reject stuff. I think it should be Wild West. Yeah. Like, let it be GeoCities. Yeah. If they let let that, yeah, let it flourish and make it look ugly, Facebook won't do that. Like, going back to what what Greg said, it's like, do what Facebook won't do. Yeah, so so I, I think that there's potential in that AR space. That's really interesting, but it's still early. Like, it's it's the equivalent of the iPhone came out, you know, Uber didn't exist. It, it, it took two years for Uber to exist. Right. Once the iPhone, this, like, push button, the idea that you can, like, change the world with, with a tap. I think it'll take two years to, like, breathe a bit in this AR space mm-hmm. uh, for the next thing to happen. But in order to do that, you got to start building it now and start iterating and testing. Yeah, I... I'm incredibly, incredibly excited about AR. I think we might have had this conversation before, or I talked about it with somebody in the room. I think AR, uh, like modifications on yourself, not not like I guess the self, the the front facing camera version of AR, uh, will be as commonplace as clothing. I think it'll be like the new clothing. I think we all dress a certain way to sort of. Uh, portray a version of ourselves we want people to perceive mm-hmm. and the more time that you're spending online the more time that the, basically the people that you're interacting with is starting to be online as much as people in real life you're gonna you're gonna want to have the other like sort of expression and so 
Uh, from a business perspective, I think there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, you have, like, if you just look at, like, fashion in general, if, I think you could have a very similar industry, uh, speaking of blockchain, to make sure these are actually, like, a unique designer, right. like, you know, raccoon hat or something that you're wearing. Um, but I think that that's a very interesting platform. I think the difficulty is finding... It, kind of need speaking of like a, i guess protocols too like you kind of need a way to use these across multiple platforms and they don't really it doesn't really exist right now like everywhere that the social networks that you could get most of the benefit out of ar uh it's it's not like i could use like you know it's not like i could have a i don't know what am I, like a, a white hat that i wear on uh snapchat and i get to wear that same hat on like a facebook post yeah. but i think when you get that sort of ubiquity when it becomes like a standard almost i think that there's a lot of interesting things that you can do with that yeah, who builds the supreme of AR? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it could be literally could be them. Like if it's if it's absolutely like, and you can be like, let me look at like this like idea of that, and you're like, no, that's a knockoff. That's like someone completely copied it. Uh, we've had some actually some really late night conversations with the team like about like the like the how how can you like I guess the like emotional value of like inanimate objects that we have right now can that apply to digital goods? Yeah, uh, because it's so easy to copy, but it's also very easy to copy like an Ames chair. Like you can. And people still buy the copy, but whatever. I don't know. I think that's an interesting. I think there's. I think it's a huge opportunity. Probably going to be a monster industry in right. five to ten years. In the Farmville era, everyone was talking about virtual goods. We don't talk about it as we haven't mentioned it once in this podcast. This is a monetization, but it was huge back in the day. Good with props, but it's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. We. Um, I'm going to name a company, and then I want you to say the company exists today, whether you're long or short, and what you would do if you were CEO. Man, snap, uh, Michael! You've already said you're long. What would you do if you were if you were Ed? Oh, I already said I would open up that AR platform right. to just go wild. Right. Yeah, because I think that the Pinterest has the ha, has like a really robust library of right. camera like content. But yeah, the future is going to have some sort of always on camera. What it's looking at will does is. Pinterest's database is, is valuable. So, but it seems like they're going to try to IPO in 2018. But mm-hmm. Greg, long, short, snap. And you have any advice for your CEO? Uh, very long snap. Still the de facto way that people 14 to 22 communicate. It's their version of text. Um, most underrated product launch of the year, Snap Maps. I think uh, yeah. I would double down on Snap Maps, I think. Uh, you're just going to see the, this is just the beginning and the first thing that college students do when they wake up in the morning is open up Snap Maps and it used to be Facebook news feeds. Right. If I'm Evan, I'm focusing on Snap Maps and I'm focusing on groups. Certainly longish. Uh, I think that, you know, to Greg's point, I mean, obviously they're like the de facto go-to for young people, uh, 14 to 22. And really what they've, what they've done is like they've, it basically, the original Snap was just something that like millennials didn't want to do for the most. I didn't want to send a photo of myself while I was telling you what was going on, and that became like a norm. So I think what I would encourage Evan to do is like continue to hire young blood, continue, yeah. continue to really focus on like that, like like the the bottom of the escalator of what's coming next. As I, as I think that that's where they have they have more flexibility than Facebook. Like without a doubt, they have more flexibility, and if they bake that into the culture, that like this is we are not in a static place ever. That any like all darlings nobody nobody's safe like yeah. we can continue to grow because we have we have basically have this this you know the fountain of youth literally of young people coming up and needing to use devices and i think that there is there's a good case to make whether it's uh that a large company is going to be the one that really continues to sustain those opportunities for uh young people so i think snap's best positioned out of all the large companies to uh, attract young people 
Same question on Twitter. Long, short, or and uh, what would you do for? I don't know. Twitter, I'm tainted. Like Twitter's not as fun as it used to be. Uh, it, I, I remember it, early Twitter felt like early internet. Like there was a certain amount of intimacy. You weren't worried about everyone seeing it. There's just some core parts of Twitter that I think make it really difficult to be considerably large. I mean, the fact that anything you say on Twitter can be embedded into like a blog post and like, like it's like, it can basically be made like you've went to the mountaintop and like put this in like a stone and like this is exactly what I believe. And I think originally it was a place for just riffing. Like it was throwing out ideas and having conversation. And I think now it's it's very difficult to do that. And I mean, I think there was a good blog post by Hunter yep. yesterday about that. So I, I think that, I don't know, I think Twitter might have to make some big changes to be considerably long. Michael? I mean, Twitter is the biggest media company in the world. And right, like we're at... In a cyber warfare because of yeah, the Twitter. President communicates via because Twitter. of Twitter. So they're not capturing the value of that, maybe. Twitter No, I think they, they are, right? Their stock price is probably up mm-hmm. because of it. I just I think that Twitter I'm like I said earlier, I think algorithms are destroy interactions with the product, but it also helps people coming back. Like it's that yep. drug, like this the variable like drug that you need in order to keep people hooked. I think Twitter should launch a DM product going back to mm-hmm. private groups. Yeah. I think if Twitter launched like their equivalent of messenger, yeah, that would be a really new way and keep people interacting with the product around content. And so in the same way that like, Hey, this is where you're going for, for to consume like news. And this is where you're going to go talk to friends. Otherwise they're just a media company and, and, and they're, you know, a public traded media company. So yeah. Long or short. Short. Great. I love Twitter. Unfortunately, I was actually at Twitter yesterday, uh, and I met with some of the you know senior product folks there to get a sense of like like I want Twitter to win. Totally yeah. same. Yeah, yep. totally agree. Yeah, and I heard some of what their roadmap was, and I felt uninspired. So unfortunately, I'm short. I think that they've currently fallen into the trap of building uh, a better ice cube place to put your ice cubes and ice box instead of inventing like the freezer or something like that like making 140 characters 280 is really cool but i don't think it's like very much reinventing themselves and i think in social you constantly have to reinvent yourselves until so, so what would you do if you were jack what, what would you launch or if you're the product team I, I definitely a dedicated yeah. message yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, channels there's been a lot documented on it's funny like Twitter, tw- Twitter's users, power users want Twitter to win so badly that they there's literally dozens of medium posts and podcasts, <laughs> right? Just it. ideas and ideas. Like, come on! And, and why do we want them to win so bad? Because we met, we all be, right. like yeah. we all these friends. people yeah. like, became like all of us out yeah. here. Like, I feel like yeah. we all became friends yeah. know, some way through Twitter, like, yeah. and or kept up the date through Twitter. And, yeah. like, we're nerds yeah. at the end of the day. Like, yeah, yeah you're wearing a chance sweater, Eric, but you're a nerd yeah, just I'm like totally, me. You, know? you look really cool though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we're nerds. Can it, before yeah. we switch gears, can you yeah. ask that same question, but about Reddit? Oh, because yeah, I think course. Reddit's on quite a bit yeah. of a resurgence. Quite a the last round. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of, so I'm long on Reddit. Uh, I think it's like the penultimate, I think it take, it's taken a lot of juice out of Twitter. I think that you can have conversations about things that you're interested in on Reddit in a way that you can't on Twitter because it'd be, it'd be crazy. Like if, if you were talking about like pizza, you were talking about like Japan and you were talking about garden hoses, 
like how could I decipher that if that was all coming at once? Like then that's basically what a Twitter feed is. Yeah. Whereas like I think Reddit is nice and like I mean I think the information architecture of Reddit is proper. I think the initial user base that they've had for the longest time hasn't been the most it hasn't been approachable for like a casual user, but I think they're working on that. Having seen some of the stuff on that they're working on moving forward, I think that I think that there's a lot of opportunity with Reddit. I think they're going to do well. You know what we haven't talked about all at all is uh, Tinder. Tinder. I mean, I, I love Tinder is the best product in the world. <laughs> yeah, say more. Down. I have some thoughts on Tinder. I think <clears throat> I'm very long Tinder. Same. I think in our echo chambers, it's all about like Bumble and stuff like that, and everyone's just like uh, Bumble. Why would you use Tinder? I think all you know at the end of the day, the product team, Brian, you know, led by Brian Norgard at Tinder, you know, probably among one of yep. the best product teams yep. in technology, and what you're going to have is just pushing the boundaries and it's you're they're going to oh, they're going to win because of product and they're going to win because of international you know they're going to push international yep. and uh, they're going to I'm super long yeah I would agree house party so we're not going to do long or short because we're all good friends with Ben mm-hmm. but what would you do if you were Ben I mean it's a hard, hard situation I mean and, and can live video win or can someone in live video an independent company be big up live video We've all tried it before. I mean, you know, it's a hard situation. But here, here's how I see like startups. So I think yeah. like startups are a hard situation. Period. Mm-hmm. Then I think social startups are at the hardest part of that spectrum in 2018. Let's say, mm-hmm. um, yes, there's tons of opportunity, but it's also there's a set of challenges. Ben and team have created a really interesting experience around group FaceTime. Um, I think if they continue to, like you know, we've been saying, if they if they continue to be empathetic, understand their users, not look at Bonfire and be like, oh, Bonfire did this, the house party clone, therefore we should do it. I think there's a ton of opportunity in live video around groups, and I think they have an opportunity to win. And I and I think the jury, like no one's who's winning in group FaceTime today, like house party, house party, yeah. then, you know, right. Yeah, I think it comes down to, like, is House Party a, and this is probably like an existential question we could all have about social products. Like, how does a social product that is successful in this, like, in 2018, uh, and actually that makes people happy, I think House Party probably makes people pretty happy because it's fun to use. Uh, can it be a monster venture backed company? Does it have to be the place that you hang out at all the time? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the interesting. Uh, dilemma maybe is like it, it's it's very fun like it's very cool like people really really enjoy you know using house party but yep. it, it, it there's this there's this you know forcing hand because you know they've raised money because they have high expectations to build this you know th- this kind of like compounded growth yep. on a product that might be best served not being com- so in, in yeah. that in that regard i would say that if if you, if you if you believe that then it makes sense i mean ben is probably one of the smartest product people that any of us have met um, between America and House Party are obviously yep. just hugely creative and have done very well and been distributed well. I would like that's that's the strong suit of the team. I would right. I would bank on that, and I would I don't know I don't know if it means a different product or but right. but um, it stinks because you don't want to spoil what you have that's great in an yeah. effort to just make it bigger. Yeah, that's that's a tough challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I resonate that. I remember, you know, people love product time, but it doesn't mean they go on for you know hours every day. And, uh, you know, people make money and you look at like LinkedIn, sort of, you know, people rarely use it, yet it has a ton of value. Or even Quora, 
people don't use it that often, but you, you build sort of this knowledge over time and they're monetizing in, in different ways. So it sort of bespeaks maybe there's a need for sort of a different business model that doesn't rely on, you know, you spending I mean, all, all your time on it. Nextdoor, $1.5 billion right. company, musically, billion dollar company. Um, I think you could, yeah, I mean, the goal is to become a Facebook or an Instagram, but if you own a chunk of someone's time every day, even if it's a small amount of time, you could build a really, really big business. Cool. Any, uh, guys, it's been very... So I didn't, I, just to chime in, because I was regarding uh, House Party. Yep. I didn't mention this to Ben, but I'm going to tell him later. I think that he needs to, or House Party needs to offer people more excuses to connect. That's like my new thing that I've been done. Say more about that. Um, Snapchat launches has like a new lens every day. Mm-hmm. So if you and gives people an excuse to try it and then to send it to their friends, post it, whatever it is. So like you come back just to see what they have today. Um, so I think there's I don't know if it's lenses, I don't know if it's games, I don't know what it is, but giving people an excuse to connect with each other. Yep. Whether it's time, whether it's a sporting event, whatever it is, right now it's just like, oh, I'm available. But it would be like, oh, I'm in the mood to talk about X or yep. whatever it is. Could be something neat. And I guess I'll text Ben afterwards to, yeah. to tell him because I thought of it. Heard it here first. Yeah. Cool, guys. You've been very generous with your time. Thank you guys for joining. Any last thoughts or words of advice for people out there building business in the consumer social space? Anything you want to leave the, the audience with? Yeah, don't ask VCs what they think of their product. Ask users. Yeah, I would, and I would echo, I think I've said this before, but build with social products, I think, that can really amplify, like, real-life connections. I think it, there's almost, a, like, a certain amount of stigma with a social product these days because of the lack of, like, happiness that they really create. And I yeah. think that you know, making sure that you're building something that you're proud of, that you want to brag to your grandma about, like, that you're, like, bringing people together for whatever, I think that that's... I think that should be a great North Star people would consider. You brag to your grandma, man? Uh, yeah. Actually, she wears all my swag. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, did she wear island swag? Did your grandma wear island swag? She can't afford it. Yeah, she can't. <laughs> Bougie swag. Uh, shop that island's on AM for expensive uh, clothing. Is there going to be a social backlash? Like, are people... Or is that just kind of... That's that's our echo of Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah people are not happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. My, my feedback would be build something unique and hang in there.